Welcome to another episode of the BNP Realm Podcast, another emergency episode. Um, but this one's me just screwing around a lot, playing some guitar and chatting about things. And uh, I get to some of the politics stuff. I'm also trying out, I'm trying to do, I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just playing the podcast here. Um, there's this thing called a sponsored segment that I threw in here after the first 30 minutes. Well, after this one minute intro or so, then there's the 30 minutes you'll hear the guitar parts. And apparently, eventually down the road, if my podcast starts getting some people, they might, these sponsors might come and then that might actually make me some money. <laughs> um, but I'm just throwing them in there to see what happens more as an experiment. And uh, yeah, so anyway, this podcast is me. Fooling around again, folks, and I apologize for putting two of these up, but today's been a big day um, in a lot of ways. Uh, first start, this is a kickoff of the 2020 election and uh, a lot on my mind. So uh, thanks for bearing with me. Hope you enjoy this if you're listening. Um, I'm going to do shout outs now. Ian, Dan, who's <laughs> the only two people I know? Janie. <laughs> Janie said she listened. Uh, who else have they listened? <laughs> Uh, Eileen, if you're listening, okay, we'll just keep throwing out names. Uh, Bono, Bono, I hear you're a big listener. <laughs> Mr. Rogers from the Beyond the Grave. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I got he's on the magazine up here near me. Um, oh, and how can I forget about Captain Kangaroo? Okay, anyway, whoever's out there listening, thanks for listening. And uh, this is my voice going to hell, and I'm starting to sound like Henry Kissinger. All right, I'm going to bed. Good night. Um, enjoy. Welcome to the BMP Round Podcast. This is your host, Brian, and I'm sitting here using the internet to learn some blues scales, because I have got the Memphis Delta Blues. That was a misnote there, but folks, we're living in the age of abundance. I'll tell you why that is, because I was just sitting there thinking about... In the 90s, when I first learned to play guitar, my college years and beyond, I'd buy these books and uh, they would, you know, have scales and stuff in it. But, you know, for some reason they weren't so easy to, uh, well, you had to buy them for one. But, you know, if I was sitting around the house, like I want to learn some blue scales and I didn't have the book, well, then I just had to try. But now with the internet, you type in learn blue scales, or I've typed in cool guitar scales, and I got stuck on five patterns of blue scales, and I've just been playing with them. Um, you know, normally in the past, I would just sit here and play, but I do. You know, just kind of just go up and down the string, and I'm still getting my dexterity back, which is what I'm doing. But, you know, now that I can, like, actually just look at the internet and play stuff as I tried to unwind after what was a rather challenging day. Um, I'm thinking to myself, man, we got it good. In spite of it all, folks, we got it good because uh, we've got this library at our fingertips. 
Um, and uh, you can say it's all free. It's not really free because you got to pay for internet. But in a way, kids, you just don't know. You just don't know. I'll tell you a little story. So Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan, everybody. Yeah, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's gonna tell a story. Bob Dylan. You know, when I was a kid living in Minnesota, I'd hear a folk record, and I'd think, man, I want that record. But I'd hear it at like a record store, and the guy would say, "It's the only copy I have, man." And I would say, "All right." He'd say, "Yeah, there's a record store about hundred miles north of here." Well, back then I didn't have a car, so I'd get a bus. And I'd go up to that record store. Hey, do you have this record? They'd say, no, man, don't have it. Just sold it out to the guy in the record store down south. <laughs> That's how it worked back then, folks. Nowadays, you kids are so spoiled. You just type in the name of the song, and voila, you got it. And, like, there's a good part to that, though, man, because when you finally got that record, maybe two months later, you were so happy. That feeling of accomplishment. All that search. People don't have that these days. It's all right at your fingertips. All right, I remember reading that kind of basically. That's the gist of the story from Bob Dylan's uh, book, Chronicles, I think it's called. And it reminded me when I was a kid, when I was a kid, when I was a young man, a high school student, I heard the song How Soon Is Now by the Smiths, everybody. How Soon Is Now by the Smiths. I'm going to break all the rules right now. We're in a rule-breaking mood, folks. Um, I heard it and on the radio and I thought, well, that's great, man. That song is freaking cool. What is it? And when the announcer came out of the song, well, that bastard didn't fucking tell me who it was or what it was called. And I was like, dude, that's not cool. And then it was like probably another couple months. This is, you know, late eighties. This is before my area even had like a, uh, well, we had a college rock station. It's probably where I heard this song. I can't remember where I even heard it, where I heard it on. But um, a couple months later, I'm at some party and I hear, I'm like, man, that's that song. That's that cool song, right? And I'm like, what is it? Well, if you've listened to my podcast for any length of time, you know I can be like a like a goldfish. My attention can get caught up doing one thing, and I'm doing one thing, and I forget about what I'm doing. And somehow between me asking what is it and me getting to the CD player or record player or whatever we were using at that time and finding out, I got distracted. I never found out. So a few months later, I'm in my friend's car. This is like right after New Year's Eve. It's obviously New Year's Day. Very hungover. I heard the song again. And I asked my friends, what is this? And all they knew was the name of the band. It was The Smiths. This is like, yeah, 1991, 92 is New Year's. My, my freshman year of college. So I was back up in Washington. Oh, man, that was one of, like, that was the, the era of my life when I would get like, before I discovered weed, that was the era of my life when I got probably my, my few, my, my most, my most drunkest, my drunkestness. <laughs> Uh, I had a few times there in my life, few, and that New Year's Eve was one of them. Um, so I was really hungover, but yeah, at least I learned that it was the Smiths. Uh, but still, I didn't. T- I got it. I actually finally found out the name of the song and got the album. I don't know if I ever actually got the album. Can't remember, but it wasn't until like 
Yeah, when I went back to college, actually, my friend Jay, he was a fan of the Smiths. So I was like, oh, this song, do you know? Do you know do, do, do. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's one of their most famous songs, How Soon Is Now. So that one took me like, I would say that was over a year before I got it. And, uh, you know, nowadays you just, it's just so goddamn easy to get information. And yet, people are still acting like we're living in a world of scarcity. Do people think that we are living in the scarcity? I don't really know. I don't really know. You know, so here's a thing I had this thought, and I was going to share this. Well, okay, I did share this, but I didn't actually post that. That was just me rambling around the guitar before, but... But now I think the thought's probably bullshit, but I'll just share it anyway. So, like, I believe... Actually, I don't just believe it. I know it now. Like, there's reincarnation. We've been around. I've been around here before. And I'll probably be around again. Don't think I've got this thing licked yet. This thing called life. And I kind of want to come do this again. So, so long as the uh, planet doesn't turn into a uh, giant war with robots or something. Don't know if I want to come back for that. Like the Terminator in the future. Eh, not so good. Anyway, as long as we have a good future. Something, you know, to come back for. Which I think we will. Pretty sure about that. But anyway... I'll come back. So I'm learning guitar right now. Not for this life particularly. I mean, I'm going to learn. I, it's fun right now. I'm just learning it because it's fun. But it's like my creative hobby. My actual creative talent is writing and uh, maybe yakking. I can yak. <laughs> anyway, but I'm learning guitar now. And here's my here's the theory I have. is like people that come into the world that like they're like what they call them. Um, I was going to say autistic geniuses, but that's not the word. Prodigies, prodigies, like, you know, like a Beethoven or whatever, like they're at age three or whatever, and they're just like, and it was like, holy crap, that kid's three. How did he do that? Well, that kid in past lives learned that instrument. So when he came back, it was like he just sat down and it was like he knew it. So I'm going to be a guitar hero, folks, in my future. Maybe not this life, maybe not even the next one, but so this, all this practice and all this around that's for me so I can become a guitar hero because you know lover boy sang about being a jukebox hero but I think a guitar hero is better so you don't want to hear me fucking ramble around on the guitar well I was gonna actually I think I'm kind of winding down see having a guitar I was thinking about this too earlier like my friend David Gam. This is his first shout out on the podcast, and uh, he's got his own podcast. I don't know if he's still doing it, but um, a Rationality Podcast. Check it out. I don't know the name of it. Sorry, just screwed up that pitch. David Gam. I'll get it. I'll share it some other time. But he's the one who gave me this guitar. He gave it to me because he believes in abundance, baby. I don't know if he does, but believed in abundance enough that when I was like, man, I'm literally looking to get a guitar. Where's a good place to buy one? He's like, well, I have one. Would you like to come down and pick it up? And I was like, absolutely, man. So I've been, that was in December. And now here we are in February. So feeling pretty good about that. Now that I think about it, it's only been less than two months. Cause it's, I was like December 8th or something, you know, about two months since I got this guitar. And I feel like my dexterity and stuff is coming back. And the, and now I can grow from here. Because, I, you know, I played for, like, 
12 years and uh, I never was that great. I became like, I was more of the campside strummer. I would strum a song for the world to hear. I'm trying to think of anything I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, you know. I, I always screw stuff up. That's why I can't be a musician. Like, like Fish, man, they get up and play like 200. How many songs do they play? Like in like 13 days of the Baker's Dozen? 250 songs without repeating, and they remember all the words and the lyrics and the chords and the soul. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Even like Metallica was like kind of shocked when they heard that. I was trying to do a Nirvana, but you know, I, uh, I've been kind of relearning some favorites, you know, like nineties favorites, uh, as I've been fiddling around here, you know, this one was always fun. This one's just fun. Just to do this. Now I'm all, see? See, I'm really not that good, see folks. But I got a lot of dexterity, a lot of practice. But when I get going and I'm not thinking, I'm not like, I feel like I'm in front of an audience right now trying to play some. I don't think I'll release this into the world. I love the D. And I read somewhere that like all of our bodies have like certain, like each of us is like a note that like we were kind of tuned into that our body like hums at. And that's like the D is mine. I think it's a D or a D minor. Let's see. Here's a D minor. There's that hum you hear in your, in your head that might be a more of a D minor. I'm a sad case. It's <laughs> the sound of a guitar. You know, in Japan, so when I first came here in 2004, the apartment we were living at had a rule, no acoustic guitars. And I thought, what kind of horse honky is that you know an acoustic guitar now I mean, yeah you can make noise and make them all crazy get all noise yeah, so I get it but like you don't need a rule you just need like a some common decency as a guitar owner like you don't do this at like 3 a.m. like like you know if you're in an apartment you just don't do that that's not cool and B if you do do it the other person, hopefully, there's a bit of a relationship there, and they can come upstairs and say, hey, man, it was kind of loud last night. Can you not do that? Oh, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need so many rules. We just need to, like, communicate with each other and work things out, man. Like, shouldn't really be, you know, like, like to tell someone that... So my wife was cool enough at that time. She let me. She's like, no, it's okay. I can get one. So I, I bought this guitar from this chick, some... ALT up in Numata, which is like up the road. And uh, it was a beautiful spring day. It was a warm spring day. It was my first Japanese Hanami cherry blossom viewing party and still the warmest I've ever been to. It was like 80 degrees. We went up and got this guitar and it was a terrible guitar. It hurt. It sounded crappy. 
it didn't matter if I got new strings. It was just a crappy guitar. And like, she, she made me pay like $30 for it. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but it's like, it was so bad. You, I wouldn't even give given it away if I was her. I would have taken it out and Pete Townsend it to death of the Riverside or something, you know? <laughs> Jimi Hendrix had set it on fire. Something. Yeah, I just made those guys' names into verbs. Something. I would have done something to it, but um, certainly wouldn't have been like, hey, can someone buy my guitar? And like, that's one thing I have an issue with with some of the people that come here and live here. Like when they move, they try to sell all their shit and like, not that, not that they're making money and I know they're trying to raise money, but it's like, fucking don't sell shit, you know? And I ended up like, not. I, I quit playing guitar for like 10 years. Well, let's see. Sorry. That was the last I probably played. That was like 2005. So 14 years, man. I played guitar. I started in like 93 and played. So like 12 years I played and 14 years, no playing. And now I'm back and I'm going to get better. And, uh, this is going to be like those podcasts you listen to of like the guy doesn't know what he's doing. And then in a couple of years, I don't think it'll be a couple of years, man. It'll be like next week. I'll be freaking Joe Satriani. Anyway, um, I was going to use this, this podcast tonight to, uh, talk about my feelings, man. I'm feeling hurt. Hillary was not nice to me tonight. <laughs> I was just trying to ask her if she wanted a massage, but she said, Bill, I'm still mad about Bernie. And I was like, Hillary, just get over Bernie, all right? We got to grow old together. You're getting to be kind of, or you can say, no, I wasn't going to say that word. I think you were. Get out of here. And now I'm in the doghouse. I think you can guess what word I was thinking, but I didn't want to say it, but I, I was thinking it, and Hillary knows me well enough. So now I'm just playing my guitar. Oh, boy. Um, but I was going to talk about the Iowa caucuses, man. <laughs> 16 minutes into this. Maybe I should just... Maybe I should listen to Morrissey and just feel like, man... I mean, today was rough. I'll tell you a story. I had this freaking teacher today, and like, she seems really nice, but like, in the past few weeks, like since New Year's, I've taught four classes with her, and in three classes, she's made a kid cry, and today, she made a kid cry, mad cry. And like, this kid, I think, is kind of retarded. Like, because, and okay, here's the, story, here's the background on this kid. Back in the October, I'm eating lunch with the kids. And sitting next to this teacher, and this boy was having trouble, like, I can't remember what. It was something to do with, like, his silverware, and it was so simple, like, the simplest thing, but he couldn't figure out how to do it. And she was, like, saying it to him, and so simple, so patiently, and he didn't understand. It was like, put your silverware back in the bag or something. He's like, he's just looking at her, this dumbfounded look on her face, and she's like, do you understand? Don't you understand? And he's like, he just looked at her, didn't even say anything. So I'm like thinking to myself, in his face, he just kind of looks like he's got, you know, anyway. So today we're I'm teaching him family words. And family words, like, it's my fault. I made the decision, although the teachers actually told me to do, like, they wanted this. And, like, all the flashcards were already made up. Like, it would have taken me hours to change it. Um, but I guess the AOT last year was like, no, in America, we don't say grandfather, or grandmother. We say grandma, grandpa. We don't say mother, father. We say mom and dad. And he was like really kind of that way about it. And the teachers were like, tell me, man, like, like, 
you know, we just wanted to teach the words and it sounded like maybe I misunderstood them, but the impression I got was like, they wanted to just teach grandfather, grandma, you know? And I was like, well, that is the normal word. Like if you go to England, you don't say mom and dad, you say mum and diddle do. I don't know. Ian, what do you say? What do you call a dad in England? Pop. Come here, pop. Tie me shoes, pop. Um, I don't know. But anyway, mom and dad is American. Grandma and grandpa, it's American. I know, I know you know, they say mum in England. Mum. Me mum. Me mum is wiping me bum. Um, and so today we're teaching them grandfather, grandmother, father, mother, sister, brother. They hadn't learned the words yet. This is first grade. So like seven-year-old kids, six and seven-year-old kids hadn't even learned these words yet. And they're hard to pronounce for Japanese kids. And this kid was having trouble and he kind of quit. And she looked over at him and she's like, oh, you don't want to do it? Like, you know, in Japanese, she's like, well, get out in the hall then. And I'm like, dude, like, just say to him, like, aren't you, you know, like, but again, she's teaching this kid every day and I'm can understand being frustrated. But at the same time, I'm like, if I had a kid like that, that I had to deal with every day, I would just be like, all right, he doesn't really understand. I would just kind of, you know, be nice to him. And, he, and I wouldn't yell at him for not getting it because I don't think he can. I don't think he's capable. Then she goes out in the hall and they're out there for like five or 10 minutes and he comes back in and he's crying. He's like, Brian, come in there. I'm really sorry. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're apologizing for. So I'm like, no, it's okay. It's okay. But and he's like sitting at the table and they have to write their like, their kind of feelings about the class. And he's just like, <gasps> and the teacher says, I'm like, you're being noisy. And I'm like, oh my God, like give the kid a break, you know? So that was my first class of the day. <laughs> And yeah, then the emergency podcast I recorded about my son and that was irritating. I mean, there was some other, another teacher, like she kind of flipped out in the next class and was like, they just don't get it. We should do it this way. And then she started making them on. It's just like, who cares if they don't get it on the first try? Like, just relax a little bit, everybody. Like everybody was really, me too. Everybody's kind of high tension today. I don't know what was in the air, but coronavirus or something. Sorry, bad joke. But, um. I just lost one more point to enter heaven. Um, <coughs> if heaven has like the, the rules of like woke culture, then yep. I'm going to be joining Hitler and hell, Hitler and hell. Let's all join Hitler and hell, Hitler and hell. No, I'm just kidding. But um, you ever see that South Park where Hitler is like in hell and he's singing the it's Christmas. <laughs> He's singing to the Christmas tree. He's like, oh, dad and mom. Oh, dad and mom. <laughs> it's so sad, but it's so funny, too. I mean, come on. If you can't laugh about Hitler being in hell, then Jesus. All right. Then you need to escape the reality any way you can. And definitely not by listening to this podcast, because I will get a lot worse than that. But I thought I was going to use this whole podcast to rant. I was going to play some punk rock. Just be like, Sick and tired of the bullshit every day. I'm sick and tired of listening to it. Yeah. I thought I was going to be like that, but I didn't do that until right now. And probably better on your ears. Um, but yeah, I'll say a few things about the Denver, the Iowa caucuses. Um, just some vague com general comments, but there are going to be a lot of these computer irregularities and like a lot of like, 
oh, deep fake videos and all the, I mean, on those deep fake videos, maybe that's not, maybe that's 2024, but just going on forward, folks, as long as we've got these old systems in place where we, you know, we vote these ways and we refuse to change how we've done it for hundreds of years, even though we're living in a brand new era, um, the powers that be who don't want to lose those powers are going to use the new systems to cause a few issues. And so I wasn't surprised about what happened today in Iowa, but at the same time, it was like I was in the sense that well, for one, <laughs> Biden came in fourth place. Biden is a fool. Biden, you should just quit now because you are done. Probably not, though. You know, because I didn't, when I made my prediction, I'd have to listen to that again. Episode five. What is my prediction? God, time stuff is happening so fast now, folks, that um, I can't remember what I said. But I know I predicted Bernie would win with like 30%. And uh, let's look at this Google document that I have here that my my research helped me find from some reporters on the ground there. Where is the Google document? Where did it go? I cannot tell you anymore because it will not snow. The people, they will follow you into the bottom of the sea. Crisis Orama, the myth of Pete Buttigieg. Mayor Cheat, Mayor Cheat. Mayor Cheat. Looks like I accidentally. Like, I have to go back on Twitter, but Twitter is like everything, all my media is installing right now, and they're all paused. Um, anyway, last I checked on the account that I had, it was like Sanders was right around 30%, so I got that right. And I just used that based on that Des Moines Register poll that never came out, but that I got from an internal source, you know. Um, but I think I said after that, it would be kind of like Warren, Buttigieg and Biden all kind of bunched together, like 10 points behind and like, but Biden did a lot worse or so far with the votes that are in, he's like way back and forth. And the surprise to me is that like Mayor Pete did so well, but it is his next door neighbor state. And it turns out. Wall Street Pete has a new nickname. Wall Street Cheat is his name now. Wall Street Pete is not Wall Street Pete, or he actually still is. But you can call him Silicon Valley Pete or Silicon Valley Cheat. I don't care what you call him, but I should make better songs if I'm going to make songs up on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I'm just fucking around, but yeah. Um, this app was apparently created and it's been, I mean, this stuff's all come out on like all the big major progressive media that's been around a long time. Okay. Young Turks, um, even MSNBC was covering it. I mean, this app that was created by this company called, I mean, for fuck's sake, they're so on the nose now with everything shadow. We're working in the shadows, but we're in fucking front of your face. We're working in front of the shadows to, bring, to ruin the human race. We're working for the machine, for a machine. Listening to you. I, <laughs> I don't know the chords. See, if I learn the chords better, folks, I can make these really good. You know that song on Tommy? It's great, that song. Listening to you. I hear the music. I'm behind you. The Who rule, okay? The old Who. I mean, yeah. Anyway, Tommy's good. Tommy's good. And my favorite, actually, I prefer Quadrophenia to Tommy. Quadrophenia. God, that album's so good. I should listen to that tonight. 
I'm going to be up for a while. I'm going to try. I'm trying to chill out, but just starting to talk about the thing gets me a little worked up. But yeah, so the Coxes, I think Bernie will still. I mean, he. The thing. Well, here's what people don't understand, and here's what I'm going to try to explain. <laughs> I sound so arrogant when I say that. Okay. The results will probably not be altered that much, but what was trying? They're trying different things right now, and I think what their what the real intent here was to say was to they saw they had this Des Moines Register poll that they've been using for seventy two years, and then all of a sudden there was some irregularity with the reporting, so they couldn't release it. Well, the document that I saw that someone who was like, yeah, I know a guy working in the Des Moines Register, and he gave this out to us, and. I didn't actually vet that one, but let's just go with it that this was a true thing. It showed Sanders winning by a pretty big margin, and Biden was pretty far back. And it looks like, from the initial count that's in, that that's what's happening. Um, let's see. Is my Twitter done here yet? Yeah, okay. I share this doc to my friends on Messenger, actually, so I can do that. we got only a couple minutes left before the scene stops. Um, so... I'm trying to find it, folks. So on a sec, so he can listen to me whistle here. I gotta hurry up. I got only a couple minutes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to really read this thread again because I got. I I don't get mad at people very often online, but I got mad at my friend tonight because felt like he was being willfully ignorant. Um. Oh crap, that's not the uh, link. All right, never mind. Sorry, podcast is going to shit in the sham basket. Shit in the shanty basket. <laughs> I lived in a shanty basket in a shanty town. I always made sure that when I pooped that it was brown. But one day I ate green curry and it came out rather light. I told my woman, she told me that is quite a like delight. Yeah, I had green poop. Okay, I should stop. Um, I gotta remember the point of me bringing that up was, but I'm kind of burned out on it all, folks. Just know that there's gonna be a lot of shenanigans, and uh, god damn it, I, there was a good point I was making there that I think is needs to be understood. But I've got only a minute left. Uh, 30 minutes? This is after 30 minutes. I'm feeling the clock ticking. I know. That's... There's an E. An E. The E is... The E is on my... Uh, my e is out of tune a little bit. Looks like I'm playing too. Oh, and I turned it down. Oh, we're all fucked up now. <laughs> All right, folks, I'm running out of time. I can't remember. There was a point I was getting to about that document. I'll go just make another clip. Here's all I do. I'm going to stop now. Thanks for listening. Yeah, it's the, 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 the countdown just turned red here as I got over 29. So I'm going to stop now. Who knows if I'll release this or not, but um, stop recording. All right, audios, thanks for listening to this. Ramble through my mind on the evening of the Iowa caucuses. 20. Hopefully I'm not going to repeat myself. It's me again. I want to say a few more things. It's all good. I'm feeling pretty chill now. Been reading a lot of different. Uh, Glenn Greenwald's thread was awesome because he had all these videos of like. <laughs> it's kind of sad that like the Iowa caucuses and like 
reporters <laughs> showing the Biden supporters and how few there were. <laughs> um, and, you know, just doing a lot of social media, looking at people that I respect. And, you know, I was realizing how far along we are in terms of how we're using social media now. So the Pandora has been let out of the box and uh, this is not 2016. So it's kind of impossible for the DNC or anybody to um, get away with cheating. Basically. Um, I don't think they can do it because we're all like, we're all on social media. Now we've got the cameras are all on. We're all sharing with each other. And they did it in 2016. We all learned from that. So you know, a lot of people have built up our movement together. So, you know, um, and considering the game they play is this old school game, like, well, it's still a battle, but um, I don't know. I'm just feeling pretty confident now. I'm feeling pretty chill. I'm just kind of like, maybe it's just because it's getting late and I'm getting ready to go to bed, but I a couple hours ago, I thought I was going to be up all night looking at articles and feeling in, enraged, but now I'm just like totally chill here. And like, it almost feels like I <clears throat> took like a Valium or something, but I didn't. You hear this? That is the bottom of a Chuhai, an alcohol 9% Chuhai that I started drinking at like four o'clock and it wasn't even that big of a Chuhai. It's like 350 milliliters. So I'm pretty much sober right now, but I feel all chill and I'm just going through my Facebook and responding to people and saying, Hey, I'm kind of people have written some pretty great things and about other stuff and other topics. And like, I'm like, all right, I don't have the kind of mind focus to answer that in full, but I hear you. We'll keep chatting. <laughs> um, I got mad at my friend and I, I mentioned that in the other one, but uh, I don't do that very often. Um, but I think the point is, is like the BS just isn't working anymore because all of a sudden we see it now, we're just calling it. We're like, no, this is BS and here's why. And we can, we're all skilled now at, at saying it. And we've got a lot of evidence and we can just, we're skilled at using social media to say, hey, this is BS, here's why. And like, then that spreads around. And so I don't think that stuff will work. I mean, it was funny because I was our, earlier tonight, I was kind of playing with these songs and stuff. And I was thinking, ah, oh, Pete rhymes with cheat. And I was like, oh, mayor cheat. And I go on Twitter and it's like, that meme is already out there, you know? So, um, uh, and Elizabeth Warren is EW, which is we backwards. And we want we to be going forwards into we, that's my own thing. I uh, wrote that in a blog post that I never published, but, um, anyway, there's all these little ways to figure out it's bony a bust. <laughs> um, and I wrote to my other friend here, I've, I've been kind of talking to, and he's definitely more mainstream in his view and stuff. And I was like, you know, these demands by people to be like, you know, vote blue, no matter who. And like all these kind of like my friend that kind of asked me after like, two days after Elizabeth went turncoat on Bernie and was like, well, but you'd vote for her in the fall election. Right. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, why are you asking me that this week? You know, like I'm really pissed at her. And if the vote was tomorrow, no, hell no, I wouldn't vote for her. Uh, but that's not until November. So there's a lot of stuff that can happen between now and then maybe she'll, you know, uh, ask for forgiveness or whatever, you know, like, I don't know. But the point is, is like, 
we're in this activity right now. And as I told my friend, I'm like, I know he's a Chicago Cubs fan. So I'm like, you know, it'd be like if I asked you, like during the, there's an NLCS between the Cubs and the Cardinals, their hated rival. And I'm like, hey, if the Cardinals are in the World Series, you'll cheer for them to support the National League, right? Like, it's like, fuck you, man. I'm cheering for the Cubs to beat the Cardinals right now. You know, it's like, come on, get get your timing right. Like so much of stuff in life is about timing and a lot of people just don't get it. And uh, so then my other friend's like, well, the, I didn't put an ultimatum to you. I'm like, well, you did because you, you asked me this yes or no question. Like you'll vote for Warren against Trump in November, right? And it's like, I have to, it's not only a yes or no question. It's like, right? You know, it's like felt like a demand. Um, didn't like the energy of that at all. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot depends on how things are handled. Like I said to another friend tonight, how you play the game matters. And a lot of us warn or the warn tired, but a lot of us Sanders people, that's kind of a lot of what we feel is like integrity, how we play it, you know, like this stuff matters. And so, you know, if the DNC, like were to just go all out and like, just completely be obvious about cheating and we all know they cheated and then you're going to tell us well and the, but, but you'll still vote for them because trump is the biggest threat to humanity in the world it's like well yeah trump's a shit president and not a good person and i wish he wasn't in the oval office but we've had him for four years and we're still here so why are you saying that i have to assume that the world is going to end if we have four more years of trump and so i have to vote for the abuser, you know, the guy that's been abusing me for 20 years. I mean, this goes back to me to like you know, or 2000 with Ralph Nader and, you know, Kucinich in 2004. I mean, God, my politics are not mainstream democratic politics. I'm not a Democrat. Okay. So I'm not, you know, in, a, in America, everybody acts like you got to be a Democrat or a Republican. It's like, no, 40% of the population is like, there's more people who are not one of the other party. I think, could have this number wrong, but like the number of independents is just as much as the number of people in each party, I think. So, you know, get a clue. All right. You know, like if you want my vote, you don't freaking like when, when a person who I do support is running for the position, well, don't abuse him and abuse me and cheat. And then be like, yeah, but you got to vote for us. Right. And like, no, I don't, I don't have to do fucking anything, you know? Um, so that's where I'm at right now. Um, but I still think that I feel pretty good that it's most likely Bernie's going to get the nomination. Um, and, uh, today's, some of the people I read, like crystal ball was pointing out that like these results are really good because Biden had a terrible day. And that means like South Carolina, I saw the, there's some polling from tonight and all of a sudden Bernie's gained only like five points down there. And like, and yet the other establishment candidates like, you know, Warren and Buttigieg, and I'm sorry, Warren is now an establishment candidate. If she ever had any progressive bona fides, they're gone by how she's been acting. And um, so those they're all still splitting the vote. And, you know, so we're looking at in a way like 2020 looks like almost like a repeat of the 2016 Republican primary where like they don't want. Bernie in 2016, the Republicans didn't want Trump, but because they're so inept and stupid, like they don't understand, like they're going to have to accept it. That's their guy. And so then the question becomes like, um, for all these people like Hillary Clinton, like, honestly, this is a deep question to me. Like would Hillary Clinton support Bernie Sanders against Donald Trump? 
you know, we're in the general now. Now we're now we're playing that. I'm saying would, okay, in the future. We're in August, September, or whatever. Let's say we're in September. I'll give her August to not say anything. But by September, you're two, you know, eight weeks away. Is Hillary Clinton gonna come out and speak out in favor of Bernie just as he did for her, you know? <laughs> I mean that that just that question alone, just having that question answered alone is like <laughs> so juicy that God hap <sighs> It's, of course, more important than that. I mean, you know, there's a lot more than just seeing Hillary have to suffer that question. <laughs> oh, folks, I just I just do not like Hillary Clinton. I think she's a bad person. Just a bad, you know, like, I always think people can be redeemed. I don't think she's going to hell. Don't believe in that place, except for Hitler, because he's singing the Oak Tannenbaum. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's on here or not. Yeah, it is. It's on the, the guitar part. All right, this is going to be too long if I put this out. So, um, But I'm feeling fine about it. And if my friend John is listening to this, I yeah, sorry. I <laughs> said, fuck you or whatever I said earlier. Like, But um, it had been a long day. I think I explained that um, in the guitar segment. <laughs> the guitar segment. All right, I'm just going to release these two. Fuck it. Not enough people are listening to my podcast. If I was like a regular podcaster and I had thousands of people listening, I'd be like, do I really want to release two podcasts in one night that are emergencies? But this day had a big day feeling to it. Even when I was at school today, I was just like, man, this day's got a weird energy to it, man. There's some weird shit going down. And I was feeling it too, and a lot of shit. So, um, But now it's 10.15, and I'm feeling kind of chill, so I'm going to listen to a concert and go to bed. All right, everybody. Much love. Good night.